Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 527. You know, I just listened to the intro here. I really have to get that changed. Uh, last word on sports is long gone. We're no, only doing one show a week. We're not doing Sunday and Wednesday. i got to change it. This is just incompetence on our part that we haven't had that changed in, what, three years, four years, five years? Five years old, anyhow. It was relevant for a while, but it's definitely not anymore. So I will see what I can do. Uh, Kelly Bale set all that up for me, and I, I have no idea how to do it. Um, I'll have to figure something out there, unless Kelly's listening and you can come out and help me. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, uh, anyhow, so uh, what's going on? What's new? What's wonderful? Football's like three weeks away before we start training camp. It's just freaking amazing. Um Pretty excited about that. We're, we're going to be football soon. Football soon. That's really important. Um, there's a lot of things that are happening right now uh, in Calgary, in Vancouver, in uh, – I think that's just about it. That's the only news stories I'm really seeing out there. There's a lot of regurgitation of a bunch of stuff. But uh, we'll get around to everything that's exciting and important at this point in time in the CFL season. There is a draft coming up. Uh, I don't see why that's important. You know, I was thinking the other day that if we had – in trying to protect the CFL so that the CFL – you know, it, and I, it just don't get me wrong here because this is going to sound really bad, but it's not that way. It's just kind of one of those things. I want you to think about something, and I want you to think really hard. Um we have a Canadian ratio in the CFL. I think what we should do is have a uh, – oh, no, I can't even say it. I know I'm just going to catch so much shit over it. I just can't even say it. Um, I think just to keep the, you know, the league the way that it is and everything else, that we should have, like, a white ratio. And so there's only – there's so many white guys that are allowed on the team and so many black guys allowed on the team. And, you know, and then we've got some Japanese guys too, so that's, like, even different. Those are, like, global players. But if we had so many white guys that were mandatory onto the team, wouldn't that make more sense? Wouldn't that make sense? Um, I'm not being racist. I'm not being an ass. I'm not doing anything else. I'm just showing people how fucking stupid the Canadian ratio is. How racist it is. Racist, I'm not really sure it's racist, but it's definitely discriminatory, okay? It is definitely holding the league back. I mean, we talk about the ratio on just about every fucking episode. But I want you to think about that. If I had said that, if I had said, okay, we're going to have a ratio in the CFL, we've got to have at least 21 white guys. There's got to be seven white guys starting on the field at any one given time. I'd get lynched. I, I'd, I'd be taken to court so fast, you'd make your head spin. There's no fucking way that you'd get away with that thing. You can't. And, and, and just let's say, well, we got to have a couple of transgenders in there as well. Um, but, you know, you can't do that. You can't say shit like that. You can't implement stuff like that. It's illegal, and it's immoral, and it's unethical. 
But it's okay to discriminate against better CFL players because we need to put people in from the from Canada. I still got my buddies here on on mute right now because I know they're losing their shit on me right now. Uh, actually, Will's probably laughing his ass off. But that's not the point. But I, I just I, I I keep coming back to this, and it's just one of those things that is holding the league back. And the reason why I said this is today. Calgary announced that they're going to put tarps over the top section of McMahon Stadium. They're going to lower the attendance down to 23 or 24,000 people at McMahon because they, you know, trying to get everything more cozy or down in the bottom level and everything else. Well, why are we contracting? I don't care what business model you have. As soon as you start to contract, you're, you're done. You're going down the toilet. In the worst possible times is when you should be expanding and getting bigger and, 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 and going after the market share. That's when you actually fight for your business. It's a lot easier to bring in new business than it is to cut costs. That's just a fact, okay? You cut 10% of your costs, you get 10% more business, you get 40% more costs. You, you know, your, your costs are covered. It's just not, it's not relevant. It's, it's business... Why aren't businessmen running this league? Why are they a bunch of football players? Why, why isn't Bob Young taking control of this and saying, guys, you're stupid? Um, I, it, just, it boggles the mind, and it's, uh, it's something I'm very passionate about. It's my league. It's our league. It's all of our league. I've been a fan for 52 years now. And this is the 52nd season that I'm, I'm going to be watching, 52nd, 53rd, I don't know, something like that. Um, I just, I can't understand why the logic is there for their, what they want to do. It makes no sense. It's, it's totally illogical. I, I don't, don't understand how businessmen can come up with this concept and actually think that it's a good fucking idea. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Okay. Um, I've had enough of this. I'm going to open up the mics and talk to the boys. Uh, Will's actually driving, so he's going to have some car noises and stuff and everything else. Will, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I am really good. He's gotten up. And I cannot believe believe you said what you said. Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, I can hear. I can't believe I said okay. it either, but it's re- it's true though. Well, yeah, but yeah, but the thing I'm offended mm-hmm. about when you say black and white is you didn't specify what gender they are. Because man's not really a gender. Exactly. You can't say man anymore, Christopher. You can't say man anymore. So stop it. Yes, I can. Um, I can, and I, I will. I don't understand. I I don't understand how covering this top of McMahon Stadium is going to save them money. Can you explain that to me? I'm not that smart. Explain that to me. It's, it's not going to save money. It's just going to create a better okay. atmosphere inside of the stadium for the participants, for the, for the people if who the do show is, up. If, if, if the stadium is fucking empty, the stadium is fucking empty. I don't care if you put tarps on the top of the stadium. Come on. How dumb is that? I know, I know. We've been living at BC Place for the last five, six years. It's been like that. Yeah, but BC so, Place was always too big anyway. So, I mean, but... Uh, it's huge, I guess, right? I mean, it's 60,000 you know 60, people. 
I've noticed a lot more push this year um, for uh, season tickets, and they got guys like like Cherry uh, and and uh, former players calling people who aren't renewing their tickets. So I think they may not have gotten a lot of season ticket sales this year. I think that's what the big problem is. I don't know that for sure. I haven't looked into it because I bought my tickets, so I'm good. And I shouldn't get this excited because I'm doing 147 kilometers an hour. Slow the fuck down, Will. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, you're going to get yourself in trouble there. Yeah, well, it's, it's highway number two between Edmonton and Calgary, and it's straight for three hours, man. Okay? I could go to sleep, and I still wouldn't hit anything. Yeah, but still, you know, we want you for next week's show. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really. Just, just so that you know. I'm good. I'm good. It's just when I talk fast and I, I get emotional, and my foot goes down on the accelerator, and it's like, holy fuck, am I going that fast? Wow. Anyways. Who's next? Okay. And sorry. There, sorry, I think I just fi- I fixed you, this. Is, is there is there a lot of car noise in the background or not? Actually, no. No, you're you're you're, 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 you're kind of muffled. Okay, because I've got you're, my you're, you're a little muffled. My, okay, I've got my uh, noise canceling headphones on. Maybe that's why. That could so, be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Christmas. Okay, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. You were just there, so come on in. How are you doing, bud? Thank you. I'm doing good. And I'm not sure why uh, putting the tarps up is a good idea. I, I saw that today, and it, just, it didn't make sense to me. I guess trying to bring fans closer together, So, but you're going to stop trying? I mean, to me, that's a defeatist attitude. Oh, we're not going to sell these, so let's put a tarp up. It is, it is, and you know, it hasn't made sense for me at BC Place, and it's, and I can almost justify that with the size of that arena, or the uh, stadium. But McMahon, I can't justify that. This doesn't make sense, I and like I don't understand. I've level. never understood making. I love the top level. I don't understand why they're building stadiums right now with twenty-three, five thousand people. What happens when we actually get this league turned around and we're back to 45,000 people on average per game and your stadium's fucking full? Great well, thing, but you, know, you, you never want to turn somebody away, right? That's the worst thing to do is ever to turn somebody away. That just gets people upset. Yeah. Huh, okay. Anyhow, um, it, it boggles the mind. So, uh, Rudy, Rudy, Thank come you. on in. you got to have something to say. Yeah, uh, well, I think Calgary hasn't been selling those tickets for about 20 years, like up top. So, if they reduce it to 30000 I don't think it's going to matter. Like, they're not going to even, they're not going to get 30000 in there. Maybe for Labor Day again. You're talking about Labor Day. Sparky has his tickets up there. What are you talking about? 
I mean, I don't know how much how much they reduced in the size. We don't know yet. If it's like five thousand, I don't see a big deal. Calgary's not get Calgary hasn't had thirty thousand in about three years there. I mean, I went to a game there last year or two years ago, and I mean, we sat in where we wanted. There was like there was rows and rows and rows of empty seats. So. I mean, and it looks better on TV too. If you have all the people down low, if you get twenty eight thousand, it'll that's fine. That'll be great for Calgary, and you can still have that tarped off. But I don't see, I don't see how that how well, it's bad. You can take the tarps off. Yeah, you just you're not building a stadium that size. You know, you can always yeah. take the tarps off, and that was one thing that I always said is you can always take the tarps off. I'm okay with that. But you know, when they built fucking Tim Bits Field and and IGF and, and Mosaic, they made, you know, what, okay, the, the Mosaic, I think, is 33,000 feet. It's still too small. Well, you're assuming that there's going to be another CFL. Not for Regina, it's not. There's no, there's no guarantee there's another CFL boom coming. I'm not saying it's dying, but we don't know what the future holds for, for attendance. I mean... It goes in cycles in the CFL. We've had some years where the league's done very well, and then it, it just, you know, you have years where Winnipeg's under 25,000. So, I mean, it would. It, I, I don't see ever us getting 40,000 average again. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. No. But I hope I'm wrong. No, I don't either. I, I think you're uh, both I mean, wrong. I think we're going to get back into the heyday of the CFL. I think it's going to recover, and I think that we're going to have huge amounts of crowds that are coming back to the state, to this game. It's going but, to happen. I mean, but I have to believe okay, that. Look at Hamilton. Okay, I, I mean, I hope. I mean, but look at Hamilton. They like they average twenty-two thousand, and and you'd think they the way they talk, they average fifty thousand a game. I mean, they get twenty-two thousand a game. You never have to worry about not getting a ticket on game day there. So, I mean, it's not like that place is sold out tight every night, and that's only 24000 Yeah, it's a great cup. It'll be sold out. But So, I don't know. I hope, I hope you're right. I hope something uh, spectacular happens. And maybe, I mean, maybe Montreal and BC are going to be the start of that because they have two good owners in place now. So, that, that's a huge win for the CFL. That's not being talked about enough because – those two markets were in trouble without good ownership coming in. So yeah, well, so so be it. I I'm really disappointed in you guys. Okay, I really am. Why? I just wanted to share that. Because I am. You want to touch, you want us to touch the uh, ratio, the uh, the race ratio? I don't know. If I'm <laughs> yeah, to touch that, I wanted you to. <laughs> I wanted you to come in here and say me say that you're 100 percent correct. Well, that's what you needed to do. <laughs> honestly, I, I, though, I think we all. Yeah, agree. honestly, yeah, honestly, your your example there uh, is one I thought about too. I mean, what if you switched it that way? They would never fly. The analogy is not so wrong. How is this real different? Pardon? The analogy is not wrong. No, it's not. It's a great comparison. And it's one that gets people's attention. Yeah. I think limiting so, people, anyhow, I was, no matter what, I don't believe it's, it's right. 
uh, whether it's based on race or whether it's based on nationality. You should not be told you can't do that because of this. It's not right. I know. I agree with you. Well, and, and it is. And then you got the you got to deal with the CRTC, who's got this Canadian content rule on on radio and television broadcasts in Canada. That how how is that how is that not any different? How is that allowed? That's ridiculous. So I, I was actually having a a discussion with uh, Robert Drummond today. Do we all remember Robert Drummond? Oh yes, very well. Player. Good. Okay. Good. Great running back. So there, there was a a a a meme out there that was put out by this guy today, and it said, "If you support such a man, you're a wannabe or a hillbilly redneck who doesn't know any better." And then a bunch of little skunks and pieces of shit on the thing, and it it said, and the meme said, "If you are sending money to a man who owns a private jet." To pay for his legal fees, you're a highly pro- you're highly probability you are a fucking moron, okay? And there's Donald Trump, and with his name on the plane. Now I don't disagree with the meme, and that's basically what I said. This meme may be correct, but your comment is completely out of line or from an extreme place of ignorance. Trump is a despicable human being. I don't. We're not going to get political here, but I want to go on this. Uh, human being, but America was a much better place when he was president than the three years with Biden. And I'm not gonna, going to insult you if you disagree with me. And, and, and that's basically what I said to this guy. Now, Robert Drummond comes back in. He said, it wasn't good for minorities. And I said, I'm a Canadian. And, and he says, you know, anyhow, he, he trashed me for supporting Trump. And I said, I'm a Canadian. I always have lived in Canada. Although American politics is important to us because it directly affects us. I couldn't give a shit who your president is or what party he or she is repping. Trump did more to stop child prostitution, child smuggling rings. Yeah, and he had a, a little, whole big thing, right? And he goes, uh, it says a man who, li- who doesn't even live here, try being white or try being black with Trump as president. You have no fucking idea. And that's kind of, we went back and forth a few times. So Robert Drummond dropped the race card on me several times in this conversation. So I didn't. I, I stayed away from that subject completely, but he, he just kept throwing it out there all the time. Anyhow, I just thought it was kind of cool that he we had a conversation today. But, uh, yeah, he told me to go back to Canada, and he says, but our politicians here isn't any better. And I said, oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to go back anyhow, to Canada. Anyhow, what else? Canada in the first place? Who, me? I've never left Canada. Not I've never lived outside no, of Canada. How can he tell you to go back to Canada? You never left. Yeah, no, I never left. I never left. He actually didn't tell me to to go back to Canada. Um, I just oh, said, okay. I, with 350 million people in America, Trump, Biden, and Clinton are the best you guys can come up with for president. That's the part that really, really should scare you. And then I said, Canada's not much suck. better. And then he goes, laughing my ass off. You beat me to it. And that's kind of where it went. I guess he's got you there. Oh, and fuck, our, our poli- politics in Canada is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. The oh, ethics commissioner does resign today, and they should. What was that, Charles? I just said we might be worse off. Yeah. Oh, we definitely are worse oh, off. Yeah. Actually, I, 
Tucker Carlson said the other day that said America should invade Canada. He goes, because we, we have, we, we've rescued people from all over the world from fascist dictators. Why aren't we going in after and helping out our neighbor? Uh, you know what? I was laughing my ass off, but he's right. That's funny. That's funny. You know what? The United States yeah. is in, in trouble. Like Chicago is an absolute disaster, and the and the mayor is what? Chicago, Portland, Detroit, yeah. Atlanta, uh, most of Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana. I don't don't really care where you are. That country's a fucking turmoil. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched a turkey store in Ohio get ra- get ransacked by 300 people. 300 people went yeah. through the front windows and took everything yeah. out of the store. The uh, the Chicago I, I, mayor. If blamed, I, I would never open the store again. The Chicago mayor blamed everybody but the, the thugs that were doing it, or the group yeah. of people that attacked of uh, a couple walking on the street. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, Chicago is a very left-wing city, always has been. Well, they keep, I mean, it's one of the few cities in, in the United States that's actually banned all guns. Hello? Hello? Hello, Hello who's laughing? Did you lose him? CRTC yeah, cut him off. He's calling himself back. Maybe the CRTC was listening. My Powerful forces have cut him off. Now they're not letting him answer. I doubt it. Trudeau had five votes. Hello? 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 You guys there? Yeah, there you are. Yeah. We're here. Yeah, we're yeah here. I, I, I just... I think Blog Talk got mad at me because I was talking about left wingers yeah. there. I said that. Well, we're just saying that there's got to be a woke company. Yeah. Someone had to censor you. Yeah. They do that all the time. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, just kick me off. Just boop, button, go, get. Okay, um, let's talk some football now. We can get over there. Uh, we've been having fun with this. But, you know, I just, I, I just, I don't understand. I think somebody, if somebody took the CFL to court, I think they'd win. Honestly, I think they would win. Remember U.S. expansion when um, the U.S. Yeah. labor laws and CFL yeah. couldn't, they couldn't, they had to allow the American teams to field all Americans. up there. Only Baltimore. Right, but we actually have this. Hang on. We have the same law in Canada, okay? And the problem is, the problem is, is the law states that you have to give the job to a Canadian unless there's a better qualified foreigner. Okay? So we had that problem here. We are, we're trying to bring a, a, uh, a horse trainer in to work on the ranch from Germany. And we couldn't bring them in unless we put out ads right across Canada requesting a horse trainer. And when we didn't get any response to the ads, then we were allowed to import a, a worker. So it's the same thing is that um, – 
by letting getting rid of the ratio, you're letting the best player play. So you're you're conforming to the labor laws. This is a better person, better qualified person for this position. That's why we hired them. And the same thing is very very relevant in the U.S. is that you have to be better qualified. My my cousin is is working at Boeing down in in Seattle right now because he's better qualified than any American. Do I have dead silence on this phone? I got nobody talking. No, no, we're we're listening to what you say. No, we're listening. Okay. Okay, well, you, you scare me because I, I blog talk, I don't know what the hell it's done, right? So it can do weird shit, and I don't know it. Okay, yeah, so uh, anyhow. Did you, want, did, you, did, you want, did you want me to sing every 30 seconds if there's no noise? I can. I don't think we want you yeah. to sing ever. I'm driving no. in the no. car. No, no, no. He did this last show. He did, he did it to me when he, before the show started. No, Will, Will. I'm going to have to mute Will. Where's that 403 number? Okay. Um, let's talk some football. We're going to go down this agenda that Charles built for me. Um, first one up is the new Sorry, orange, or what is it, black. It is, and I notice you always put the BC Lions first, but that's Okay. Um, black is the new orange. Lions revive blackout and orange or fog gray jerseys. Now, I, I've been looking at these, and I don't remember the Lions ever actually having a black uniform like this. Do you, Charles? Uh, early 90s. Into, early uh, 90s, they had 90s a black uniform? 90s. Yeah, 90... Because I remember back in 94, 95, they did that black and silver. Yeah. And I actually like the uniforms, but they didn't look like they were BC Lions. They looked like they were something else. Um, well, but this fog gray... looks way too much like the Oakland Raiders. That, well, that's what I meant. Yeah, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. But... um. And I never got into it. I never liked that color. But I did like the gunmetal gray that we had back back, back when because that was pretty cool. But now they've got this black and orange, which it looks pretty good. I don't mind that. It, it's pretty cool. And then um, they've got this fog gray. And I, 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 I don't know about this one. It's, it almost looks blue. Is it growing on you? Yeah. Like a fungus? Maybe or I like the home. I'm going to have to see them. And I'm... Yeah. Go ahead, Rudy. I prefer teams to stick to their traditional colors, and I, I guess I'm just old school like that. I just, you know what? I don't mind slight changes, but when you change every few years, it's like, I, I don't get it. Like, if you want to build a brand and build your, like, you should have one set of jerseys that at least six, seven years, and then, you know, a, a few alterations. But it's all through sports now. Every year there's a different jersey for your team. Like, I mean, I have, like, I get a new jet jersey every year for Christmas. 
See, if, if you took this jersey, because I left the black with the orange letters on it and everything else, and then reversed it and had orange with black letters on it, black numbers, that would be really good for me. But when we did it before, we had the orange with white, and we had white with white. orange. orange. It, it didn't look right. I've, I've got both jerseys in my closet. Uh, I just I didn't like those either. Okay, so black and orange, and orange and black, I am perfectly good with. Get rid of the white. Get the, I don't want the white in there. It's just not doesn't. Get rid of the white guys. Okay, we're talking about this racist thing again. Get rid of the white guys. Black and orange. Who are the orange people? Is that the Donald Trump guys? I don't know. Okay. Anyhow, so we got new uniforms. Charles, what do you think about them? Are you happy with them? You're going to buy a jersey? Are you going to stick with your old one? What's going to happen? This is a, a well, marketing ploy. I'm kind of with Rudy because I just bought a new jersey like two years ago, uh, and then they go off and change it again. So uh, let's keep this one for a little while. Um, I don't. I like. I really like the home. I like the home black and orange. Uh, I was a little iffy on the, what they call it, the fog gray or whatever. They've grown on me a little bit, but I, I would prefer orange and black again. I don't mind white um, because, it, you know, it's kind of the the white jersey is kind of the the away jersey. So it, the, the whites never bothered me, but the Lions have never really been a gray team color-wise, so I don't know. It's got to grow on me. It needs more orange and black. The gray is kind of, I don't know. I've heard people say it's a little bit too Cincinnati Bengalish, and I can actually see why they say that. Yeah, I just, Cincinnati I, just I, I don't see where it came from. I, I don't know where it came from. It just doesn't make sense. And uh, Matt Baker came at me because I said this, and I said, because remember when we were back, when I was president of the linebackers and you were vice president with me and we were trying to do something with this fan club, and uh, Wally came out and he had a chat with us, and he was very adamant that the gunmetal gray jerseys were not coming back, that orange is the color of the BC Lions. When you walk down the street of the, of the city of Vancouver and you see orange, you think of the BC Lions. But if you see anything that's black, you don't think of football. You don't think of the BC Lions. So why would you take your color being black? So he said, there's no way in hell that we're going to have black coming back as a jersey. Now, that was Wally Aaron. Uh, Wally Aaron is gone. And, and I also remember Bobby Ackles. Bobby Ackles says that his dream is to see a sea of orange in, in the stadium, not a sea of black, not a sea of white. Not a sea of anything. He wanted to see orange everywhere. And I agree with him. I don't disagree with him. My favorite jersey is still the gunmetal uh, gun gray jersey. So, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, I agree with him, but, you know, that doesn't mean that my opinion's not the same. I like that jersey. It's the most, I, I, I honestly believe it was the best jersey in sports I've ever seen. And I I, 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 that opinion hasn't changed. It ha that opinion hasn't changed in my So, anyhow. Let's uh, uh William, William, talk to us now. Try not to crash. I don't care about... What do you think of these new PC Lions uniforms? 
What? I said I don't care about jerseys. I don't care about jerseys. Who gives a fuck? Seriously. Okay. They they change the jerseys every two years so that people will buy more fucking jerseys. (laughs) Yeah. This goes, well, no, no, and Rudy, Rudy can understand this. Okay, Rudy, my uh, youngest stepson bought me a Jetsters, okay? And yeah. he knew he knew I used to be a big Bobby Hull fan. So at the time, guess who was wearing number nine to the Jets? Oh, God, Evander Kane? Yes, sir. Uh-oh. I have a I have a Evander Kane jersey. I have an Evander Kane jersey in my basement that I have never worn. And I send and I send the Jets an email a month and I've been doing it for a long time now asking them if they will replace my Evander Kane jersey because they traded them he traded them a month after I got it. <laughs> That's, That's the why I don't like the Jets. Uh, well, there you go. Oh, nobody likes it. Well, I can, oh, I can the, care less. I will, I will never buy a jersey as long as I live. He's a bad, I don't put names in the back of my jerseys very often unless it's a gift or something. I'll never, I'll never put a CFL player on on the back of a jersey because, God, they might not be there next week. They never stay anywhere um, long enough. <laughs> oh, you, put a, you guys opened the door for this one. Why would you want to wear another grown man's clothes? I was literally talking down the second until we got that comment. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't understand before. why you want to wear another grown man's clothes. I, I agree with to you. me, that, that's gross. I agree with you. So, yeah. So, I have BC Lions jerseys. In fact, I have eight from the last ten years, I think. They've swapped jerseys around that much. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't have these new two, and I probably won't get them. Um, but beside the point... Um, I don't have my name on the back of any of them. I don't have any name on the back of them. I've got, what have I got on the back of my jersey? Fear me, me point oh eight. Fear me, point zero eight. Exactly. And when I'm walking through BC Place Stadium, people know who I am. And there's that asshole from the podcast. And it works. And it it's amazing how many out. people have come up, shake my hand, said, I love your jersey. Can I buy you a beer? And I go, no, actually, I don't drink. And they go, well, why you got the beer me thing? And I said, well, at the time, I owned a microbrewery, so it was kind of one of those things. But uh, anyhow. Okay. Let's move on. And we're going to move. Has everybody had their kick at the BC Lions jersey? Rudy, did you use, you had enough on that one? Yeah, I'm good. I wish Calgary would change back. Okay, so, um, yeah, I was just going to talk about the Calgary jerseys, but it didn't come, Charles didn't post it. 
Um, so I didn't have, don't have a link to it. Um, well, it Calgary went. Calgary went to red and black, black and red. They looked like Ottawa. Yeah. Calgary jerseys have always been red and white. Where did the black come yeah. from? This is very recent, and it looks terrible. It looks like every other team in the league. Why? Why is red and black? Come on. There's actually a team called the Red Blacks. Wouldn't you try to stay away from their, their color combination? Wouldn't you? In my opinion, I would. I mean, you're going to have a, a game between Ottawa and Calgary and not be able to tell what team's playing which way. And the red stripes do not work. Or those gonna white be, stripes, those don't work either. They look like, like, no, the KFC jerseys don't chicken. work. See, those are terrible. Yeah. Just you have a good jersey, a good color scheme. Just we could ask. Alone. Don't don't. We're we're talking about Calgary now. Should we ask Will what he thinks of the jersey? Please do. <laughs> okay. So okay. I don't ahead. fucking care about jerseys. Well, well, no, no. It's even worse with the Calgary jersey because you guys know how vain I am, and I don't look good in red, so I'd never buy a fucking Calgary jersey. Okay. The only thing I have, Calgary. Are what about the black, black Calgary jerseys? Hey, I don't have black Calgary. I don't buy jerseys. I don't waste my money. I want my, I want my, I want my Evander Kane jersey changed. Okay, if that ever changes, then I'll buy a jersey. Put put it up on eBay and see what you get for it. And so, and so, and so, Rudy, my stepson felt bad for me. So four years later, he bought me another jersey. <laughs> oh no! Guess who? <laughs> Guess who? Uh, Bufflin. Yes, and he quit. Beeler. Three months later. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Bufflin? Yes, yes, I have Buffalo. Oh, but that's okay, because he okay. wants to retire to Jack. So well, no, he was a good player, but he's still retired. Or left. Has there ever been an official announcement done. that he's retired? Yeah, okay. he's done. He's he, he done. He wanted to go and fish. We can't, we can't, we can't talk so, about hockey. Go ahead, Christopher. Let, let, let's move on a little bit here, just because I can, okay? Because I'm not going to talk about Winnipeg Jet u- uniforms here and, and whoever the hell they are, because I really don't care about hockey. Um, SFU alumni and Lions owner Amar Doman to hold a fundraiser to, to help reinstate Simon Fraser football. Okay, so last week we talked about SFU alumni going to the BC Supreme Court to get an injunction against SFU stopping the football season. Have we heard anything further on that? No. Last so they found that uh, was uh, heard nothing about that lawsuit. No, they I did. I don't know if they've even made a decision on that or. So obviously that didn't work. They didn't get an injunction because that usually you can get an injunction in in a matter of hours, a couple of days. Uh, it 
It's been a week, so they haven't got that. So it's going on. Now, I have a question for you. And because this is, I, I'm, I'm going to plead ignorance here. I really don't understand because it, 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 it boggles the mind and it evades logic. They're holding a fundraiser to raise money to reinstate the football team. Well, I don't think money's not the problem. once have I what, not once have I ever heard that money was an issue. Not once. They didn't. So they didn't how, have a place to How play. does a fundraiser make any sense? Yeah, they don't have a league to play in. That's yeah, I don't understand that. So like, who are they um, playing? Amar Dolan is going to match any donation of $100 or more up to a maximum of $500,000. So he's willing to put in $500,000 into this if the fans or if players or if the alumni or whoever put in another $500,000. They've got a million bucks. This is going to be a $100 donation or more. He's not going to start matching $2 donations. And to raise money to help reinstate Simon Fraser football. How the fuck does money help this? Is this bribe money? Are we going to start bribing you sports? Okay, so hold on. If I give a thousand dollars and then they don't play, what 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 do I get out of my thousand dollars if they don't play in the league? Like what? Who who gets this money? You you just donate the money, and I don't know where it goes. <laughs> Sounds like a good gimmick. It, it goes to the okay, Alumni I'm Association, from I what think, I'm reading I, here. No, no, I think it goes. I think it goes to the Halifax Schooners Arena Fund, <laughs> Stadium Fund. There you go. What might as well? Maybe there you go. It has as much chance of success. Sign a petition to reinstate the program. Yeah. Like it seems pretty easy to me. Either you're in yeah, who are they petitioning? Yeah. Yeah. Like, shouldn't the conversation be between um, Simon Fraser and Youth Sports if they're going to play this year? It should. That should be the first conversation. That and then go from there. Then we'll worry about your donations. I mean, get get. get have a league to play in. Very odd. I don't know, but this doesn't seem like a hey. one of those problems you can throw money at and it's going to fix it. I don't. I don't think that's all that helpful to be honest, because it's not a matter of uh, funding uh, unless they're raising money for travel costs. To where? So they can go back to their old... Uh, Where are they going to travel to? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. Think about that one for a second. They got nowhere to travel to. Only Seriously, I don't think money's the issue. Yeah. Simon Fraser Sports would have the cash to do this. Hey, it, 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 it's funny as hell. Yes. Listen to me for a second. I'm going to check out for five minutes because i got to buy gas. So I'll be right back. So I'm off for about five minutes. 
Yeah, okay. Wait, I, I won't call on you until you come back. He drives so fast he ran out of fuel. He's got to fill up 19 cents a liter, I think it is, in Calgary right now, isn't it? Okay, anyhow, um, so some of the people who have spoken up in support of this is Doug Brown, uh, SFU alumni Doug Brown and Glenn Suter, um, uh, Randy, the CFL Commissioner Randy Abrosi, CFL Player Association, Winnipeg Blue Bombers President and CEO Wade Miller, and former Toronto Raptors head coach and SFU alumni Jay Triano. Jay Triano. He used to be my neighbor in Westminster, him and his little wife, Beth. She was really hot. I, I heard they split up. I didn't know that. Anyhow, um, what's that? I didn't know that uh, Jay Triano was your neighbor. Yeah, Jay Triano was my neighbor in New West when we first got, when Natalie and I first got married. Uh, they were just married and, and lived across the street. He had a really quirky hobby. Um, he collected um, tabletop hockey games. And he, he had like 50 of them. Yeah, I've, I've never heard or seen anybody do anything like that before. Like he had the Bobby Hall one, he had the Bobby Orr one, and he had, you know, this one. And it, it, it was, it, he had all these different tabletop hockey games. And back then when I first got married, I was uh, working as a, I was a stockbroker down in, uh, in Vancouver. And we used to get out and go to, what pub was that? I can't remember the name of the pub. Anyhow, we played bubble hockey. You remember about those big hockey games with those big domes on? Yep. yep. We 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 play bubble hockey for hours and hours and hours, and because we'd get out of the stock market at like one o'clock in the afternoon, and then we'd stay around downtown till five, and then head back in whatever. Um, yeah, so I just played bubble hockey, so it was kind of fun. But then Jay had all these hockey games. It was really kind of weird. Okay. Right. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, I don't understand how money is going to help the situation. I don't believe it is. I don't believe that this, this is just a bunch of people talking to, to hear themselves heard. I don't know. I don't, I'm really, I'm kind of uh, lost as to why this is so, such a, uh, a hot issue for um, a Mark Doman. It doesn't really affect the BC lines in any way, shape, or form. So I, I don't really understand why he's getting into this, other than unless he's uh, an alumni from SFU. He could be. I don't know. Nobody said anything. Okay. Moving on again. We can do that because we can. Study indicates 109th Grey Cup generated 6.7.8 million dollars in Canadian economic activity. I, I, I want to know who financed this study <laughs> and why. Why would you waste your money doing this? It's not relevant. We spent money. And people will say, well, we need to know how much the Grey Cup generates so that we can 
you know, we want to know how much it, it helped out Regina. Okay, fine. But, you know, we know that it's going to be successful regardless of where it is. And, I mean, this is just, this is the players, the coaches, everybody else's hotel stays, all the fans' hotel stays. I mean, yeah, you just kind of packed the city of Regina because every hotel room was taken. There was no more room. There was people living on the streets trying to get into the football game. And uh, very few of the Regina people actually went to the game. I, I don't know. It just incredibly proud that the 109th Grey Cup and festivals and everything it brought to the city of Regina and the province of Saskatchewan. CEO Craig Reynolds in a statement. Okay. If if something is generating $67.8 million in revenue and stuff like that, why do they have volunteers? Don't you think you should be able to pay these people? Because they, they had like a That's thousand volunteers to help out at the games. Slave labor. That's how they make their money is get people to work for free. It's just like, it's really weird. Do you know that there's interns at, in the political state? You know, all the MPs and everybody else have interns working for them. These people work for free. Who does this? Yeah. And what quality of work are you getting if you're not paying anything for it? Because if you fire the person, what they what what are they losing? Well, right after I got out of university and I was looking for a job as a computer engineer, it was really a hard time to find a job back then. I went into one place and I said, "Here's the deal. I will work for you for free for one month." At that end of the month, you either hire me or you give me a recommendation so that I can take it to somewhere else to find a job. And they took me up on it, and at the end of the month, I proved myself worthy. They hired me, okay? But that, that had a specific purpose. That was, you know, you, you said what kind of work, quality of work are you going to get if you're not paying the person. Well, I worked my ass off for that one month because I was trying to get a job out of it. Right, so that 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 worked set made sense. And interns in law offices are another thing. Lawyers bill out so much fucking money, and then they 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 get these people to work for them for free. How how does that work? Where do I find these people? Anyhow, okay, off topic again. So uh, the Grey Cup was successful in Regina, and uh, I got to keep. My, my screensaver on my iPad turns off every two minutes, and I can't figure out how to make it stay on longer. And uh, so there's dead silence from you guys. You're not talking, so I have to keep turn, getting back on my be, iPad so to find out whether or not my, anybody thing. calls or stopped. I, I know, and it's in oh, settings, well, and it's under um, display and brightness. No, not display and brightness. Control center. No, it's not control center. Uh, uh, general. No, where the hell was it? I just found it a little while ago, but it won't it won't work. It won't work for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Here it is. It says auto lock. Okay, now it's up to 15 minutes. Okay, that should be good. I'm just going to put it on never for right now. It, okay, it wasn't working 10 minutes ago when I was trying to do this. Now it's working again. Okay, I'm all better now. I'm happy. 
Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about this? Uh, Amar Doman, CFL or SFU alumni trying to raise money, fundraiser to help reinstate football. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Well, I think, and Charles, you said the same thing. Where do you? It's a dead issue until there's yeah. a league to play in. Until then, it's it's yeah. nonsense to even talk about. Oh no, we're we're, we're actually. Sorry, we're actually past that story. We're we're onto the sixty-seven point eight million dollars in the economic activity. Well, so if Regina made so much money on this thing, why don't they give some of the money to SFU so that they can have a football program? Better yet, why don't the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because they they like made forty-nine, four point nine million dollars or something last year. I don't know what it was. Forty-nine million dollars or something like this. I don't know. Share the wealth. Yeah, donate to this cause. Amar Doman will, uh, will match it up to 500000 I think that's awesome. $4.9 million. That, that's actually part of this later on. Actually, we can talk about that right now. Winnipeg Blue Bombers post a $4.9 million overall operating profit for 2022. Do you know why they post their, their, their profits on here and nobody else does? Because they have to. They're a publicly owned They're team. They're a public company. They're a public company. They have to post their 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 financials. Same with Saskatchewan. Same with Edmonton. Omar Doman. Do you think Omar Doman tells you how much money he made or lost on the BC Lions last year? No fucking way. Do you think Bob Young does? No fucking way. Uh uh-uh. uh. Privately owned companies don't have to say shit about what <laughs> what they None they spend their money on. None of your business. But after they after they sell, they usually leaked out. Like when Wet and Hall sold, it leaked out how much they were losing every year. So, I mean, I think Hamilton. Might yeah, but now. that's by choice. Yeah. Right. That was to that was so that the family could justify dumping ditching the team. That was pocket change. That was money that he had on his night table. The family got greedy and said, no, I need this money. I did the same thing with David Braley. The same thing with anything. He threw away more money on on football teams. We can't count. I bet you it's over in the hundreds of millions of dollars that David Braley spent on the CFL. I mean, Bob Young's lost a ton yep. in Hamilton. But they, that year they played in Guelph, he'll never see that money ever again. He doesn't need it. But, oh, God, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's where I laugh, all these pop-up games, that people just... that want this expense, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I... That's frightening. So it won't work. It just simply won't work. Well, we'll... Will really needs to find somebody to pump fuel for him because he's just like he's not very good at it. Take a while. These self-serve gas stations are going to be a, the death of us all, I'm sure. Uh, you know, how long does it take you to pump gas? Because his car, he's just got a little car. What is it, uh, Mitsubishi or Subaru? I think it's a Subaru that he's got. Sporty version. Not the Forester. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's uh, move on to some more football here. Um, 
Kenny Lawler. Bombers Kenny Lawler took a hometown discount, told his agent, I want to be in Winnipeg. Yeah, okay. And uh, this is coming from Three Down Nation and Justin Dunk, no less. I, I, I'm sure well, that he did, you know, because he, he wasn't going to – nobody was going to give him $305,000 like the Elks did in 2022. So any, any amount less than that is a discount. Also, I think he also realizes he's going to get playoff money playing when you're going to probably – you'll be in the playoffs, so you're going to get some money back. So, I mean, and you know he'll get the football. Zach will get him the football. So in Edmonton, there's no guarantee of what you know what's happening there. So, it, yeah. Well, we're not still the jury's still out on Taylor or Cornelius even being a quarterback. Um, but you know, and and you know what? Odds are favorite Winnipeg to win the Grey Cup this year. I mean, and only an idiot is going to say otherwise. You know that? I mean, that's the that's where the safe money is. Doesn't mean it make it well, right. They Grey Cup three years in a row now, so there's no safe money. In yeah, the it, 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 it's you know same coaching staff in place for the most part, the same team in place. Hard, yes. Now they're three, four years older, so it's really hard to say, you know, until they actually fail. Well, they did last year. They got beat by the Argos. How embarrassing for them! Anyhow. <laughs> Not really. I think Are Will's back. Difficult. Will is back, yes. Man, do you have to, like, is a the gas station, do you have one of those hand pumps where you have to go back and forth, back and forth to get the gas out of the ground? Because you're, like, gone no, forever. You know what? I, I, went to, I went to a Tim Hortons, and they're fucking closed. Red Deer, Alberta. Why? Holy fuck. I don't know. Maybe they can't find Why are they closed? to work there. I have no idea. Yeah. I was looking for it. Even in Merritt, the Timmy's here is open 24 hours. I know. They usually are, but there's like six cars lined up and nobody's going through. I just went through it because nobody's there. So. Oh, well. Huh. That's embarrassing. Um, Back on the road again. I okay. am one hour away. So. Okay. Well, we've we got about an hour left in the show, so you'll be getting home about the time you're going to sign off anyhow. And that way so I want we'll see what happens. Well, oh, that's, okay. that's a good thing. See? This yeah, is the, the, the Let's Talk CFL podcast is now a safety show. Keeping Will alive. It's important. Absolutely. Okay, so Kenny Kenny Lawler is going to remain a bomber and he took a home team or took a discount to play with the bombers. Well, that just means that he didn't go in asking three hundred and five thousand dollars for the bombers because Seriously, I think Kyle Walters would have laughed at him. And that's kind of why he went to Edmonton. So he wanted to come back to Winnipeg. He wanted to, he's going to take a discount. He's going to take less money um, to be with Winnipeg. 
we like we said, he's the home. Uh, Winnipeg is the CFL favorite to win the Grey Cup this year. Same coaching staff, same players for the most part, and uh, a little bit older. So, I mean, odds are her favorite. I think Winnipeg is the team to beat this year in the CFL. I would. It's, uh, it's hard not to say that. Correct. I don't want it to happen. Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans would be unbearable to try to deal with and for the next year. They did win, but, you know, it, you know, it's just one of those they're things already, that just might happen. They're already fucking terrible to deal with, so... They're not. Of course they are, it, but it would get worse. I don't think it can get worse. Six years. I don't know where. Yeah, they can. They can get worse. Trust me. They, they definitely can get worse. Okay. Anyhow. Out. Um, yeah, I, I don't. And, and another slow news weekend. Three down nation. I guess I don't know. Justin Dunk has got a video here of him. Sitting, sitting like a polite little schoolboy while Kyle Walters is telling them how the how things went. Did you know Kyle Walters even has a blue iPhone? I mean, that's that's a Winnipeg fan, eh? He's got a bright really? blue iPhone. Yeah. And it is definitely an. Did, was that English, Will? Yes, I said, once you get blue, you don't go back. Oh, no, that's something else, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to something earlier in the show. And, and, and just for the record, it's a really old iPhone. <laughs> it's like a 10 or 11 or something. Uh, anyhow, um... Okay, got nothing else to say on this. Let's just move on. We're running out of thing. We're going through these things real fast. I don't know why, but we're yeah. an hour left in the show. We're we're, we're rolling not through a it. Whole lot going on we'll right have now. to find. I, I and I understand and appreciate the effort that you put into this, Charles. I do. Okay. I love this next quote. Chris Jones doesn't care about the added pressure after a losing season. Elks president Victor Caillou. Okay, so what is Chris Jones said he don't care, or Victor says Chris Jones don't care? I think it was Victor saying Chris Jones don't care. Okay, so here it is. Elks head coach and general manager Chris Jones did not put a winning product on the field in his first season of his return to Edmonton. But President Victor Kai doesn't believe that the increased scrutiny makes any difference to the man leading his football team. I would say he doesn't care about the external pressure on him. He cares about the internal pressure he's put on himself. During an extensive sit-down with Three Down Nation, of course, he's a champion. He wants to win everything. Everything he does, every minute of the day, is dedicated to winning. Okay, well, there. That's that's a vote of confidence from the the, the, the big guy, isn't it? What else do you Somewhat, yep. Yes, it is. But you're not going to say anything otherwise, I don't think. 
No, but I mean. Edmonton has to make the playoffs. Edmonton has to win a game at home. Edmonton has to get to, like, 500 football. Nine wins. Better than the three they had last year or four or whatever it was. Okay, and they have to win a couple games at home. And then I would consider this a successful season for the Edmonton Elks. Okay, 500 football, five... Five wins at home, beating somebody in the West besides Saskatchewan. I don't know. I mean, those are those are like milestones that they should, you know, shoot for. And I think that they're realistic and they can do that. They got to make the playoffs. So I'm still picking Winnipeg. I'm still picking Edmonton to be fourth in the West. Will thinks they're going to be third because Calgary's going to be below them. So is Saskatchewan. So, don't know. We'll see how this flies. They got to be better. Jones, what's your take on Chris Jones? You think he? Come on, what do you got? What do you got to say about this? Well, I mean, they got to be better than they were Charles? last year because uh, last year was just a disaster. Am I on mute? Hello. Yeah. Hello? Can you hear me? You're doing good. Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Please start, keep talking. They've got, they've, they've got to be better than they were last year because last year was sad. I mean, I've never seen a year with so many empty seats at Commonwealth. I mean, Commonwealth and Edmonton used to be one of the um, – it used to be one of the reliable ones where even if they were bad, they were still going to have decent crowds. It was always like that for a long time. But, I mean, last year it was just empty. So, I mean, that's a product of not winning a home game in, what, three years now? Almost four years now? I mean, Edmonton used to be one of the used to be one of those stadiums that was very tough uh, for other teams to play in. Now it's guaranteed win night. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just weird how it's turned around. So, uh, Chris Jones, that's that's what he's like. So I don't see any. Uh, I'm not surprised at that comment. And, uh, Chris Jones is uh, he is who he is, and um, yeah, there's nothing about what he said that uh, surprised me at all. Well, you know, I, I think Edmonton it, has been it it, it 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 they've either been absolutely awesome and amazing or absolutely fucking junk. And it, and it's been a swing for for the last decade. You know, look at the the Danny Machocha era, and and then he dropped off, and then Chris Jones came back, won the Grey Cup, then it dropped off, and and you know, the Jamie Elzondo uh, was in there, and he made well, it, it was a clusterfuck, and yeah it's just like seriously I mean they've been hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold back and forth, and they got two great cup victories in there. It's yeah. just like and then they're bottom of the league again, we're bottom of the western division, and then they're winning, and then they're bottom of the division, and then they're winning, and it's just like shit, man, it's a roller coaster ride for the Edmonton fans. No wonder not everybody's staying away. They don't know what team they're going to get. 
I think yeah, at this point they haven't, they haven't won a they haven't they haven't won a Grey Cup for ten years, so pretty simple. No, that's not true. Chris Jones won a Grey Cup for them in two thousand and seven, wasn't it? No, so twenty fifteen is it that long ago? Twenty fifteen and winning yeah, the last one. Against Ottawa. Which is they're Correct. lucky because Hamilton was the best team in the league that year, but Polaris got hurt. That's why Ottawa got to the great cup that year. And they barely beat Ottawa in that great cup. Hamilton would have not been but that didn't happen. <sighs> Uh, but I think they're stuck with Jones. Uh, you know, you're not going to want to rebuild again or, or get a new GM and new coach. I, at this point, I think they're all in with Chris Jones for the next two or three years. Because what do you need to do? Fire him, start all over, get new personnel. I think you have to give him the keys and let him run with it. The track record is not bad. It does take a while to turn it around. Took the bomb of the close. Pretty good to turn around the match from Joe Matt. Well, we'll see what happens because I, I have faith in, in in Chris Jones being able to make this happen. I honestly do. Have to rebuild. The but who knows? What? 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 The money doesn't flee to the U.S. again. I'll tell you what, if if Edmonton turns around and starts winning games at home and starts winning on the road and starts turning this into a season, the fans will come back. The fans will come back. You know, a lot of people are saying that it's because of COVID. It's because of the, the name change to the Elks. They, it, it, it's, not, it's none of those things. It's because it was a losing season. They've got, they sucked so bad that fans are starting to stay away. And they're disheartened because of the name change, but that's not what's keeping them away. If you turned around and, 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 and this team turned around and won a great cup next year, fuck, the stadium would be packed again. Well, I mean, they're only averaging 27, 28 when they're playing well. So, but. But better than now. I mean, what is that? I mean, they announced probably twenty two thousand last year, but there's probably only about ten thousand actually actually bought. Uh, yeah, those numbers were inflated. And I don't know what the ticket base is this year. I'm sure it's gone down a little bit. They look like a big demo. Did you see? I posted that year. that basketball thing that NCAA. News: The University of Colorado announced that they sold out all of the season tickets. For 2023 college basketball season, yeah, sold every fucking ticket for the whole season. Yep, just the season tickets. Americans love their sports. Yep, Americans love their college sports. It didn't hurt to sign no, John Sanders. He's actually a pretty good coach. Okay, well, you're you're out there. Talk talk about Chris Jones here in the Elks. I know it's your favorite subject. You know what? Chris Jones, 
yeah, he might be successful, he might not be successful, but what's the worst that can happen to him? He gets fired, and then he gets another job. So, I, I really, I do believe that guy likes to win, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you never know, if he puts it together at Edmonton, he might win. So, we'll see. And did you hear any okay. of that? Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good input. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Okay, so let's just move past the Elks here because I think we've talked about them enough there. And uh, uh, we're going to go over to Saskatchewan, which is one of my favorite subjects. And we're going to talk to head coach Craig well, Dickinson because – Hey, he, 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 he's like the head coach of Canada's team. I mean, that, that, that's amazing. Uh, anyhow, Craig Dickinson, uh, on, on, on the team's media coverage, I think the riders are covered ad nauseum. I don't even think that's a grammatically correct sentence, but then he's a football coach, so it's hard to argue with that one. Um, he thinks that there's too much media coverage on the football team. No I don't shit. think he's wrong. Nothing else there. I would be ecstatic if the BC Lions got half the coverage that the Riders get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Where they play. Saskatchewan has got the absolutely perfect media coverage for a winning team. If the Saskatchewan Rough Riders put on the field the same type of enthusiasm and compassion and passion that the fans and the media show for this team, they would be unstoppable. But for some strange reason, they can't feel the football team that wins. Not even wins consistently, just wins. We had a good track from 2007 to 2014. They were in the playoffs pretty much every year and getting into the West Finals, two break They lost two break So, I mean, the last few years have been bad, but overall, I mean, it turned around since the 90s and the 80s when they complete shit. So, it's not a great company in the nine, but they, uh, unfortunately, the media overrates their team every year and the fans buy in, and then they don't realize that they're not as good as they think they are, and they can't believe that they haven't won the great cup every year. So, that's where you have to remind them they only have four great cups in 120 years, so... I'm not sure what that percentage is. I don't think it's very high. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to have a, a good I mean, every CFL market wants to have a strong team. But it's when things aren't going well, if the fans still come out. And that's, 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 where, the fan, that's where a fan base, a strong fan base is needed because 
I mean, even though Edmonton is failing right now on the field, they still have a season base of probably 19,000 ticket holders. They don't all show up, but that's still money in the coffers for Edmonton, right? So, whereas, you know, in each team, their season ticket base is what, you know, with Toronto is what, 1,000? They have, I mean, Hamilton's good, Ottawa. They're pretty strong, I think. But if they keep losing, it's going to erode that that fast. Okay. So I'm just reading this article here, and he's he's complaining that the riders are getting too much media attention. But if that's the case, isn't it the head coach's fault? I mean, and depending on what it is, but he's complaining that they were getting. Um, they got attention from because uh, Duke Williams throwing his helmet and allegedly spitting on Toronto Argonauts defensive back Shaq Richardson, his his suspension that followed, being flagged for objectionable conduct while in street clothes on the sidelines during the Labor Day Classic, uh, and then he was talking about uh, Garrett Marino's hit on the Red Blacks quarterback Jeremiah Mazzoli. Uh, Marino was suspended, but, you know, the abuse that uh, Craig Dickinson took over it for keeping him on the roster and then uh, defending him and later walking back on the – taking the comments back and then uh, the the clusterfuck with Cody Fajardo, uh, backup quarterback uh, Jake Dogala being suspended one game for impaired driving – Linebacker Gary Johnson sitting out one game for violating team's code of conduct. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just seriously. Your, your team is out so, of control. Are we supposed to ignore all of that? What's that? I said so we're supposed to just are we ignore supposed to believe all of that, all of that No, ignore it. Well, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna ignore it. It. I don't think you're gonna ignore it. I don't think the media should ignore it. That they're doing their job. The head coach isn't doing their job because he doesn't have any fucking discipline on his team. These players shouldn't be doing this shit to get in the media. If you had, if you have a hot a team of well-disciplined players that follow the pattern, that follow the system, you don't get you don't get your name in the in the paper. Don't am I wrong? No, that's true. That's exactly true. Right? I mean if he had control of Duke Williams and that shit wouldn't happen I mean, that wouldn't happen. That would not fly on a Wally Buono team. It wouldn't fly on Mark Tressman team. That wouldn't fly on a John Huffnagel team. It wouldn't fly on a Chris Jones team. It wouldn't happen. You know, it, 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 you're gone. You're, you're not there tomorrow. I've seen Wally Buono suspend people, play, his own players, from the team for much, much less. In a heartbeat. But defending Marino the way that he, Craig Dickinson did, this guy's a joke. 
Not Marino. Dickinson's a joke. Okay, but the media mm-hmm. did too. The media was the first thing they said was about Simone, Simone Lawrence. That's all they could say. They took no responsibility. Okay, Rudy. I don't know about anybody else, but I can't hear you. You sound like you're at the bottom of yeah, the well. Yeah, you're quiet. Is this better? Very quiet. Yeah, much better. Much better. Okay. But I mean, the media. I mean, the media was just as bad as Dickinson defending Marino. It was well, horrible. Yeah, but that's what they do. The writer media was, anyways. Yeah, the writer media, yeah. 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 What about Lawrence? Of course they were, because, you know, their shit doesn't stink. I mean, we can trash the Saskatchewan all day long. They make it so easy to do that. Okay? What they do is just unconsciousable. It's just wrong. And, and and they they just they don't see a problem with it and it's it's been it's been going on for decades and decades. Uh, I mean, I as a CFL fan, as all of us as CFL fans, we envy the attention that that team gets. Like I said, I would I would be ecstatic with half of the attention, media attention that the BC if the BC Lions got half of that from Saskatchewan, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. You, you, I'd be in my glory. We get nothing. We get absolutely nothing in media attention mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Uh, well, Winnipeg, we have a we have a podcast for the Bombers. Like, Two or three podcasts, we got uh, radio. Yeah, Winnipeg's pretty much the same. Um, so, and when we had TSN radio, they had a lot There's, of bomber stuff on. But it's uh, yes, but podcast. The bombers are just the riders in another province. Yeah, it's a little more windy. I mean, we have our all sports radio <laughs> sports at six fifty. And even in the middle of August, they're talking hot. Yeah. You almost never hear buying stuff on there. Ridiculous. I mean, if, if you go to the the, the, line, uh, the sports section of the province newspaper, during the football season, during the BC Lions are on a... Seven out of nine game streak here. That they're just ripping up the league. They're gonna be on page six or seven. Okay, girls beach yeah. volleyball, women's beach volleyball is gonna be before that. I've seen tennis before them. I've seen uh, table tennis. I've seen croquet. I've seen all sorts of stupid sports before the BC Lions, and it's like, and they're winning. They're just tearing up the league. And no, they're on page seven. It's bizarre. The paper last week in, the paper last week in Winnipeg was teasing the Jets, saying they should take a, they should take a look at what the Bombers are doing to draw fans, and they were uh, basically uh, given to the Jets, and that they should uh, follow the Winnipeg Blue Bomber blueprint for success. 
So did you, uh, I'm going to go off football for a second. I just found something that's really interesting. Um, not not just interesting, but I've been following it for the last couple of days. You know the uh, Isle of Man TT, the tourist trophy dash on the Isle of Man, where they got the Grand Prix bikes for their yep. racing? They, they have like 82, 86 uh, bikers usually run this. On average, three die every year at this race. And they don't even race each other. They're, they're, it's all time trials because they can't they can't race on the track at the same time. And still, three guys die every year at this thing. It's kind of bizarre. I mean, that no fuck. That's a sport, right? Okay, sorry. Sidetrack. I like bike racing. One of my buddies has a drag bike. He's got his little kid. His little kid's got a dragster, an alcohol-burning dragster. He's, he's eight years old. You gotta love it. Okay, Craig Dickinson just doesn't like the media coverage his team is receiving. Well, I guess the answer to that, Craig, is don't get in the media. Don't get in the news. Get control of your players. Okay, this next article, which I thought was pretty spectacular. We've got 34 minutes left to show here. Uh, CFL's top 15 highest paid quarterbacks for the 2023 season. Now, we don't usually get the numbers of what each player is making, but this, these numbers are pretty good. I like them. So let's uh, take a look at this. Number one, Zach Caleros is the highest paid quarterback in the league. Hard money of 600000 Maximum value is $160,000 or $600,000. So he doesn't have any incentive bonuses or anything else. He's just got a $300,000 signing bonus and he's got three hundred grand for the season. Off he goes, six hundred k Win or lose, he's going to make six hundred k this year. Do you think that's good? That they don't have any incentives to, to win? You're back in the you well, Rudy. Think with that, yeah, you, you would think with uh, Zach Caleros, who has had such a long history of concussions, uh, that you would want to put some incentives in just to, just to, you know, back you up and so on. So I'm kind of surprised at this. Yeah, but they did it. Hard money, 600K. So if he goes out in the third play of the game, third play of the first game of the season like he did in Saskatchewan and gets hurt for the rest of the year, they're paying him 600 grand. I'm not going against the cap, but, you know, hey, it's still 600 grand out of your pocket. Your $4.9 million profit just became a four point three. Okay, um, number two, the second highest paid quarterback in the CFL is Bo Levi Mitchell, making $502,000 in hard money with 520000 ceiling. So he gets, he can earn an extra $1,000 each time he plays more than 51% of the team's offensive snaps in a game. So $18,000 he can make if he makes $1,000. Fuck, that $1,000 isn't worth it. I'd just stay home. 
no to hand the ball off. Right? For a thousand bucks, you stay home, man. It's worth it. He's a number two quarterback, yeah. Okay, this one blows the mind. Boggles my fucking mind. Trevor Harris, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Hard money, $500,000. Maximum value, $500,000. No incentives, no travel bonuses, nothing. Everything is played. It's all part of that. He makes 500k. Trevor Harris in Saskatchewan. Oh my God! No wonder first, he didn't want to go anywhere first, else. First, first legit quarterback they've had since uh, Ron Lancaster. Yeah. Still not worth 500 Are you grand. Darian Durant. Shut up. I mean, salary captain. He's already have to increase too, right? I mean, if you want the CFL to grow, yeah, the salaries have to grow with with the the league. I mean, we've it, been it, around this, this is huge so money that these, they're paying for these quarterbacks. Huge money. But I mean, what okay. was Ricky Ray making seven years ago? He's making around the same. Like, what were the top quarterbacks making like two hundred eighty-five? Are you sure? Uh, under three hundred grand. Number four, Jeremiah Mazzoli, Ottawa Red Blacks, four hundred and twenty-five thousand, hard money, four hundred and thirty-three total. So he gets a five thousand dollar bonus if he's named a CFL Outstanding Player. He gets. And then he gets an extra ten thousand dollars travel bonus. Wow! I'd almost want to get hurt again. Okay. Well, that knee's that knee's not a hundred percent. Yeah, he's not going to make his five 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 thousand grand five thousand dollars bonus for being MOP. That's not going to happen. You don't think so? It'd be funny as hell if it did, but it's not. Okay, here's another one that boggles the mind to me. Jake Mayer, Calgary Stampeders, five hundred and sorry, four hundred and five thousand dollars maximum value, four hundred and forty-seven thousand. Okay, he gets two thousand dollars every time he plays more than fifty-one percent of the game. So that's an extra thirty-six thousand dollars. He makes a couple little bonus things in there. And he makes a little bit, a small bonus if he's named a Western All-Star, and he gets a, another bonus if he's a CFL All-Star, and he gets another bonus if he's MOP. Finally, a, 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 a contract is structured properly, but I still don't think I'd give Jake Mayer $400,000. Will, would you give Jake Mayer four hundred grand? Um, yeah, I would. He's, uh, okay. He's the, he's the starting quarterback of the Calgary Stampeders, and I think uh, last yep. year he won more. Uh, I think last year he won more games than Mazzoli's won in his career. <coughs> Just saying. <laughs> Highly possible. Number six, Taylor Cornelius, Edmonton Elks, 
392,000 maximum value, 432. Gets $2,222 every time he plays more than half the snaps. Okay, not even going there. Number seven. Cody Fajardo, Montreal Alouettes, hard money, $371,000, maximum value, $425,000. And he's, he gets the most per game. He gets a bonus of $3,000 for every game he plays. Wow. His, his money will go up. Is Just he catching for the ball too and he throws it? I don't think he has any to throw to. Possible, possible. Okay. So Number eight. For playing, he gets $3,000 bonus. Yep. Playing half the game, half the snaps. He's got to get 51% of the snaps. Okay. Number eight. Vernon Adams, BC Lions. Hard money, two hundred and eighty-five thousand. Maximum value, three hundred and fifty. He gets twenty-five hundred bucks for every game he plays. I'm sorry, this is a bargain. Oh, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. He receives twenty-five hundred dollar bonus each time he plays at least one percent of the PC Lions offensive snaps. If he goes in and plays one down of football, he makes twenty five hundred bucks. Okay, so here's where it gets funny. Okay? Number nine, the ninth highest paid quarterback in the CFL is the backup for the Ottawa Red Blacks, a Nick Arbuckle. Hard money hundred and thirty thousand, max value two hundred and twenty nine. He gets twenty thousand dollar bonus if he's if he's there for seven games. Another twenty five thousand if he's there for fourteen. Wow. Okay, number ten, the backup quarterback for Hamilton Tiger Cats. Have you noticed we got one team that hasn't got a quarterback here yet? Matthew Schlitz, hard money, bucket a quarter. Max value 205. He gets a whole pile of bonuses. His structure's all over the place. He's the one that's probably going to meet his max value with Bo Levi Mitchell on the bench. Okay. Number 11. Backup quarterback for BC Lions, Dane Evans. Hard money, 94,000. Max value, 151. Takes a $300,000 pay cut from the Tiger Cats last year. Holy shit, eh? Number 12, the backup quarterback for Caleb, Caleb Evans for the Montreal Alouettes. Hard money, 90000 Max value, $364,700. Don't know how they worked that one out, but they did. Okay. <laughs> Num <laughs> this is getting funny now. Number 13, BC Lions' third-string quarterback, Dominic Davis. 
$90,000 hard money, max value, $143. Oh, here it is, 14th place. Toronto Argonauts, number one, starting quarterback, Chad Kelly. Hard money, $87,000. Max value, $248,000. He is very bonus-laden contract here. He collects no kidding. $3,333 for every game. He plays 51% of the snaps. He gets a $10,000 bonus if he throws more than 4,000 yards. He gets $15,000 if he throws more than 5,000 yards. <coughs> Excuse me. And the last one, in 15th place, Drew Brown, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, backup quarterback, $82,000, max value, $97,000. That's a good value. That's the top 15. BC Lions have three quarterbacks in the top 15. BC Lions. I don't know. Anything interesting in there, William? William. Um, I think everybody pays too much money for backup quarterbacks. And some people pay too much money for starting quarterbacks. So, yeah, half the league, but in my, guess, my opinion. Half the league pays too much. But I, but, I, but I guess it's what the market will bear. Supply and demand. Yes, sir. I mean, Toronto's got a steal with Chad Kelly at, at 87000 My My biggest thing, and you guys know this about me, I'm surprised every year. <laughs> when somebody offers Jeremiah Mazzoli a, quarter, a contract because he sucks. True story. True story. I'm not arguing. What about Cody Fajardo? Is his agent a voodoo sorcerer or something? Uh, how does he get that much money? Three hundred and seventy-one thousand dollars hard money, Charles. Three hundred and seventy-one thousand. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's way too obviously, high for him. Charles, based Charles, on his performance. Obviously, obviously, Danny Machocho, Machocho was listening to Phil Miller, and that's why he signed him. That could make sense. No, it doesn't. Doesn't make sense at all. Greatest quarterback in the CFL. Well, you know, in, in starting quarterbacks in the league, Vernon Adams and Caleb uh, or Chad Kelly are the only two that are lower than Cody Fajardo in money. Yep. So I take Vernon Adams over Fajardo. Again, it's fun. Yeah. I think I would take Chad yeah. Kelly. Especially for $87,000. Uh, I mean, Fajardo was complaining about his weapons in Saskatchewan. Wait until he, wait until he sees what Montreal has. 
is is a running back. That's oh yeah, they're not gonna like him. Well, he's gonna show us why last year in 2022 was an anomaly year for him. <laughs> yeah, right. Except yeah, his 2022 worse. was very similar to those 2021. <laughs> you go, girl. You go, girl. Show us how. Yeah. Yeah. You be careful with those pronouns. Oh, sorry. Okay. Three Down Nation. Money, money, money. The top 15 highest paid running backs for 2023 season. This is going to be real quick because it's going to go. Uh, William Stanback, hard money, 160. Andrew Harris, 145. Kadeem Carey, 137. James Butler, 116. Can't believe BC didn't pay him that. Kevin Brown in Edmonton for 113. AJ Oulet in Calgary or in sorry in Toronto for 111. Brady Oliveira, $100,000, hard money straight across the board. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Jamal Morrow in Saskatchewan at 99,000. Montreal Alouettes backup running back uh, Jeshrun Antwi, whatever, 95,000. Hamilton Tiger Cat, Sean Thompson Erlington, 94,000. Ottawa Red Blacks, Jackson Bennett, 93, that's 11. Number 12, Walter Fletcher. This is a third running back for Montreal at 93,000. Johnny Augustine, Winnipeg second at 91. Ante Milanovic, leader, 89,000 in Ottawa. Uh, Kaneen LaFrance in Saskatchewan for 89000 BC Lions don't have a running back in the top 15. Okay. But as a fullback, BC Lions have the highest paid fullback in the CFL, David Mackey, 109. I'm not going to go through this list because it's a waste. It actually only goes to the top five anyhow. So wait, let me get this straight. You have a running back who touches the ball 20 to 30 times a game, getting around $90,000 a year. You get a receiver who might get seven, seven catches or get the ball eight times, maybe eight on a good night, getting $300,000 a year. Something's out of whack. Something's out of whack. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Edmonton Elks, Kevin Brown, 113,000. And, and and who's the receiver with 320,000? Came from Montreal. What was his name? Um, oh, um, Lewis. Anybody? Gino. Lewis. No, Eugene Lewis. Lewis. Right, Eugene Lewis. Eugene Lewis, that's right, Eugene Lewis. 
making $320,000. And, and, you know, that's a valid argument that, you know, as the number one receiver, you're going to, you know, how many times is the ball thrown during the game? How many times are you going to touch it? The running back gets it just as many times, and Kevin Brown's going to make $113,000. Running back he's gonna, Well, he's going to touch the ball more, but he might not catch the ball as many times. I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's weird. It's weird. That's discrimination. I think they should file a suit. Pay equity. Demand pay equity. What if running backs identify as wide receivers and they get through like the 300K? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I just wish somebody would identify as a running back for BC. Because we don't have one. Yeah, no. Did you get any reason why they didn't retain uh, James I Butler? I've never heard why he yeah, Butler. He, I've been expecting him to. He played very. He played so well last year. I, I think he wanted to go. I think he wanted to go out east. I don't know why, but I think it was personal issues, personal reasons. He wanted to be close to family or something. Um, what the hell was I just looking at? I wanted to look at something, and I went. I'm drawing a blank now. Okay, moving on, because we can, we should. A hungry and fiery Mazzoli returns to the Red Blacks. Ooh. They were 0-4 at the time of his injury. They actually won more games without him. Wasn't many. But. I rest my case. Well, one was... Oh, you, you don't have to rest your case, Will. We, we conceded you. We conceded that you're correct. <laughs> Horrible quarterback. Horrible. He is a horrible quarterback. But like I said last week, and I said this earlier in, 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 on the group this week, is Ottawa could very much take the East. Not a chance. You've got Cody Fajardo in Montreal. You've got an unproven Chad Kelly in Toronto. And you've got an, a questionable Bo Levi Mitchell in Hamilton. A twenty a twenty percent Bo Levi is better than a hundred and fifty percent Mazzoli, guaranteed. I'm not. You, you know what? I, I I don't know if I'm going to argue with that or not. I just don't know if they're going to get a twenty percent Bo Levi Mitchell. But, but Mazzoli yeah. needs. What if he's gone? What if he's out for the season? Yeah. But Mazzoli is the same okay. chance. Mazzoli doesn't team. stay healthy. That's a fact. I don't think he's been healthy. He's pl- yeah. I don't think he's dressed 18 games in the season yet. No. no. That was a bad knee injury he suffered. But that was not a re- regular 
run-of-the-mill knee injury. That knee injury was was very severe. Well, at the time I said that was career-ending. I mean, he was 36 years old. He's got a blown-out knee. What are the odds that he's going to be able to come back at 90%? How old is he? I don't think the odds coming back. I think he's 36. He's been around for a long time. He's a nine-year veteran. This is his 10th year in the CFL. How old are you going to be? He's 34. So how does a 34-year-old athlete come back from a major knee reconstruction like that? You don't come back 100%, I'll tell you that. So regardless of what he, he wants or thinks or can do or anything else, he, it, it, he, he's not coming back to that. <clears throat> that being said, he's in the Eastern Division, and it doesn't take much in the Eastern Division to do well. If Mazzoli stays healthy, I think Ottawa has a shot at the Grey Cup this year. We can, we've seen you can get yeah, I mean, I mean, Ottawa, like, could go, Ottawa could go 8 and 10. Hang on, guys. You can play. You're just assuming Bo Levi Mitchell's going to do well this year. And I. Yeah. But I, I'm not only thinking about Levi Mitchell, I'm also no, no. But I'm also thinking about the team Hamilton has put together. They're going to have a killer defense as well. And I, I've always yep. thought I'd like to see more. I've always thought I'd like to see more of Matthew's splits because I don't think he's ever gotten a chance. So you never well, he's know. gonna. Yeah, probably. Could be why he's fine there, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's why I don't know why Dane Evans wanted out, considering the amount of money he's getting from BC. Why didn't he just stay in Hamilton and renegotiate his contract there? Yeah. Probably ended up with more money. I think I think it was mutual. I think well, he, they were ready to move on. I mean, he, he took a three hundred thousand dollar discount from his contract. I mean, he wasn't a free agent. He still was under contract with Hamilton, and Hamilton traded him. I think you combine the, the Great Cup loss and then lasting a quarter in the second Great Cup, and then going six and twelve last year. I think the writing's on the wall. I think it was time to move on. Fresh team. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that, you know, this yeah. it's just kind of weird. But the Eastern Division, I don't know if I've ever seen the Eastern Division this pathetic looking at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, every year. Um, no, I don't think it's looked this bad. I mean, if both stays healthy. Last year, last year with Trevor Harris and 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 uh, and Vernon Adams in Montreal, Montreal looked like they had promise. They still had McLeod, Bethel, Thompson in Toronto. Toronto looked like they had promise. They had Dane Evans in Hamilton, and Dane Evans just got control of the team. That had promise. Ottawa took on Jeremiah Mazzoli. Okay, well. We can't give them any promise, but it was better than having Dominic Davis and uh, Jonathan Jennings. So uh, Ottawa got better, even though it's Jeremiah Mazzoli. Marginally better, but the Eastern Division looked way better last year. They looked way better last year. They look they look competent. They don't look. They look terrible this year. Absolutely. Awful. You know, we've always said that Eastern teams are going to get Eastern wins. I, I, I don't even know if they could beat each other right now. It's truly pathetic back East. I don't know. I'm, I, just my opinion. Will, you have anything to say on that? Tend to agree with you, but uh, I still I still think uh, it's going to be Hamilton and then everybody else in the East this year. That's only if Levi stays healthy. No, let's let's say that. If Mitchell can't if, if Mitchell can't quarter. stay healthy, then no, I don't give it that. If they have a decent quarterback, they'll be okay. Yeah, if they have a decent quarterback, they'll be agreed. I still think their defense is going to be lights out. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be their strength, I think. But, you know, and, and we just – I just spent five minutes trashing the East, East Division and their terrible quarterbacks. And you come over into the West and you have – Vernon Adams, who is better than the rest. Taylor Cornelius, Trevor Harris, Jake Mayer, and Zach Caleros. Zach Caleros is the only one that's worthy of talking about. Well, the, the league is honestly quarterback. I was going to say here's my here's my other prediction is. Uh, Cornelius in Edmonton, he's going to be a standout this year. I, I don't doubt that. Possible. He showed some good things last year, especially towards the end of the season. Especially when he started to run and throw. Yep. So... We'll see. 
Okay. Um, we got just under four minutes left in the show, and Charles actually fucking did it to me. I cannot believe you did this to me, Charles. What did I do? The last article is Halifax or Quebec choosing the next CFL expansion site. I literally threw that into I don't want to get to it. I don't want to talk about either of them. Okay. No, I don't want to talk about either of them. Okay. I don't think the CFL should expand in Canada anywhere. There's not a city in in Canada that should be expanded to. That should is worthy of a CFL team. There isn't one. Yeah, but you're also a guy who thinks the Canadian player should be banned, okay? So. I don't know. I don't know. Let's. Well, banning them's not a bad idea. (laughs) Okay, who's got Elon Musk's phone number? We need to talk to him. To buy the CFL. Well, that would be interesting. I still think somebody should own the, every team. That would be cool. Well, I, that's not, that's not actually what I mean. I think there should be a corporation, a for-profit corporation that owns the league and works on the best and wants the, the league to be successful as opposed to each team owning part of the league. That's like, that's almost like um, um, XFL type model. That's how they run it. I think... It's basically the, Somebody the should Rock phone, Corporation. You think someone should phone uh, Philadelphia's quarterback and see a field by the league? He's got the money. Yes, this, uh, oh, that, is this the guy that got $320 million or something? Jalen Hurts? No. Jalen Hurts, yeah. I think, I think $52 okay. million it, it, okay. a season for five years. Okay, I, I got, we got to go, Will. It's it's over. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 527. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. Thank you very much for listening to the show. I appreciate it. Uh, I have fun doing it, so and I like talking with the boys. Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Rudy, be quick. Good night. Okay, William. Yeah, what? Good night, everybody. Go, Quebec, go. Are you at home yet, Will? I just hit Calgary. Okay. Drive safe, buddy. Take care.